and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of trying to knit all your own clothes. Ooh, effort. Mm. You, have you ever knitted, by the way? No. You've never knitted? Never. Never. We did the uh, the old lockdown, buy a couple of knitting needles, get a bit of yarn. Did you? You know, the old give up after one day situation. <laughs> yeah, but was it like a full day? Did you have like just a, Not a even. good 12 hour sit down, just you it's... and Maddie, one on each couch with like several balls of yarn, just having at it? I was thinking about this. Do you know YouTube have a hell of a responsibility for small crafts and hobbies? Because it's really important their algorithms give the right first video. Because I'm not going to be selecting the second or third video on how to knit. It's first video or bust. And if I can't knit after that first how to tie a bow tie. If I haven't been able to tie a bow tie after that first video. Oh, that's how I learned. It's That's how how I learned. (laughs) Easy. Yeah, you're not what a real man you... unless you can tie your own bow tie. No, exactly. What did, what did we what did we do before YouTube? Before you had to learn, you you would just have to like ask someone older than you, wouldn't you, or younger than you? But or, typically, well, it's a I mean, it's a family specifically bow tie. Well, probably probably your dad. Yeah, you wouldn't just walk up to someone in the street and just go, oh, "I've no clue what I'm doing here," yeah. and just and just sort of hand it over to them. I did you know, the bow tie one. There is how to tie, but how to tie a tie that's really ingrained, isn't it? That's ingrained. I mean, you know, in Britain we have school uniforms, and most Ooh. of those most of those school uniforms have ties. And yes. you learn how to tie your tie in sometimes primary school. Actually, some primary Ooh, schools have ties, yes. but most mo- mostly bit of a high achiever if you've done that. I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think you're a bit better than everyone, don't you? If you've d- yeah, can tie a tie. We, like we had we had we had we had dirty polo shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's right, didn't we? <laughs> dirty, dirty polo shirts. And a, ma- mar- and a always, Marks and Spencer's V-neck. You used to always have on those polo necks. Like, it was almost part of the school uniform that everyone had a stain of some sort. Why would, you give, why would you give eight-year-olds a white polo neck as their uniform? It's going to be covered in shit two days in. <laughs> 100%. Do you remember those? 100%. But what was very interesting is everyone's tie was tied the same way in first year first year of high school but the t- by the time you get to second second year there's so many different variations Vari- oh yes yeah. and like bulky, some exotic numbers bulky yeah. knots oh the bulk knot with the bulk, small tie yeah, yeah the bulky small knot, lead small remember tie. Those? um the, I always the went knot, for the... the knot that doesn't go up to your neck but just <laughs> hangs halfway down your chest. That's a the good necklace. One. The necklace, the, ne- as we the call necklace it. tie. The, yeah. the, the, my personal favorite was when the tail of the tie was longer than the front of the tie. So oh, yeah. I, I call that one the incompetent. The incompetent. <laughs> or just the pure lazy. The pure lazy. I was I was going to say something else weird about primary school jumpers just very quickly. How would you, and this is this is a universal because we all had the same bloody jumper as well for the for the on top of the polo shirt. But how would you in a sea of polo shirts? How would you how would you be able to tell yours? There's a really weird answer to this question, and I know a few people who would who agree with me. So I'm not the only one. So don't give me the look when I tell you how you find out. I can't remember. You you got to smell it. You can smell. You can smell your. I know that sounds mad. That is so weird. I know weird. that sounds mad, but think about it, right? If everyone's got the same jumper, you know your own because you know your own like pheromone. You know I'm, your own I'm smell. Just, I'm, I'm having a vision. Or you know other people's smell. No, but I'm having. I'm having a vision of you're coming in. You're coming in after playtime or gym 
or yeah. something out of breath and the, and the teacher <sighs> you've been and playing the teacher tig. goes and, and you all dumped dumped your jumpers in a pile because yeah, just you know it's just it, anarchy yeah, you trashed it yeah it's right in bedlam in there it's bedlam yeah. in there and the teacher goes right find your jumper and you've got a whole class of kids passing jumpers around each other for five smelling minutes, just smelling all of them, <laughs> just just, just simultaneously all wiping on it. And all you can hear, all you can hear is just oh, not God. not mine, not, not mine. mine. Here, not pass mine. that one, pass not that mine. one. <laughs> that's Jesus. that's Fraser's. Throw it to Fraser. Fraser's at the back, just getting pelters with jumpers. Absolutely. This, there was always one. I remember. I know the name of the boy. I'm not going to say his full name, but his name is David. But they, there was it was it was wrought with terror, right? Because there were some jumpers you were happy to smell, but you would not go near David's. My God, the stink of that boy! Like it was a, it was a real game of trick or treat. It was trying to find your clothes. <laughs> Sometimes the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Quite often, I went <laughs> home in just a polo shirt. <laughs> oh, memories of primary school. More. Oh, jeez. We're we're not, of course. We're, we're not. A, we're not a primary, primary school are reminiscence podcast. We are, of course, a music and movies podcast. And each week, we will talk to you about some of the most meaningful ceremonies that ever take place in Hollywood. Some of the some of the most interesting and some of the most diverse acting and it's all high and it's all oh, it's amazing. And it, it, isn't it isn't it the most pinnacle and the peak of everything? It, no, it's the Oscars. I mean what a fall from what a fall from grace the Oscars are really taking over the years. And I, over the years, yes. Can I just get a controversial statement out of the way right at yeah, the top go for right it. at the top here i genuinely don't think this one was that bad the, the, these, these oscars the, the, this this specific ceremony that we were talking about the right. 2020 here's actually here's a question do we refer to them as the 2020 oscars or the 2021 oscars this is 2021 on the oscars site doesn't it yeah but that's the date of the ceremony does it say 2021 oscars on the yeah because 2021 oscars 2020 Oscars because that's the year that of the movies you're talking about because right. they all came out in 2020. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. That's just been a bit of a no. You're right. I mean, it's it's a, it's a whole financial year situation as well. It's like, yeah. oh, this is. Fun. But I guess right. Could you imagine how mental everything would be if everything did happen at 31st of December? Yeah, <laughs> financial year end. The yeah, Oscars. Well that would be fun. too mad. That'd, that'd, yeah, that'd exactly. Be well fun. Have a nice little Oscar ceremony on New Year's Eve. Oh, that would be it, wouldn't it? That would be cool, wouldn't that it? That would be cool. Well, unfortunately, we're doing it. Everyone's doing it from home this year. Now, I didn't actually watch the ceremony at all, really. I didn't. I think I even well, saw no. some highlights in the news. I mean, it's three. It's it's three hours long, which, to be fair, is shorter than it has been has been in the past. They typically yeah. go like four, four and a half hours, which is yeah. utterly insane. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was about three hours long, and in British time, that would have been from one till. Th- four in the morning <laughs> nice reports. yeah so you didn't watch it i didn't watch it i no. did watch some i did watch some extended highlights on yes. on the internet and i have to say it looked quite good because one of the one of the important things to mention up top that is that this actual ceremony was directed by david soderberg interesting is that uh, any relation to steven what is that any relation to steven soderberg what did i say David. Oh, did I get that wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there a David Soderbergh? Maybe D. Steven Soderbergh. David Soderbergh. Well, there is a David Oh, no, Soderberg. that's a male hammer thrower. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's Steven Soderbergh. Why the hell did I say David? 
Oh, it wasn't the male hammer thrower, was no, it? No, it wasn't <laughs> the male hammer thrower. Do you know what? Is he from I'm like gonna, Czech Republic? I'm gonna make myself look <laughs> I will like a tet. I'm gonna make myself look like a tet, and I'm gonna say keep that in because yeah, go for because it, that's because that's just stupid. It's anyway, Steven so Soderbergh. Yeah, because you've never <laughs> said the wrong name at anything, Callum, have you? <laughs> you've never You're ever. You've never said the wrong name ever. <laughs> But no, it was always, dur- you always feel personally attacked when <laughs> when you make a mistake. Is you because there's, there's there's two errors of threat that go through your head when you make an error. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. You go, he's clocked on. I've made a mistake. Yeah. And there's there's a moment of fear that I see you going. I'm in it. I'm in. For, I'm in for it. Yeah. God damn. First thing I had to say. First thing I could have just read it from the internet. Right. Come and on. Does it right? Okay. So I do. We're doing- the, the ceremony was directed by Steven Soderbergh. Who. Yeah. Is most famous, I think, for being David's brother. For being David the <laughs> Hammer Thrower's brother. No, the the director of the Oceans trilogy of movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I think it's safe to say that you can actually see King quite of the a bit of that influence. Oh, really? In, in the highlights, because I think obviously it's an Oscar ceremony, and in many ways, Oscar ceremonies are always going to kind of look and feel the same. But I feel like one of the big differences. <laughs> between now and previous years was there was a lot more time spent camera wise on the recipients and the nominees of all the awards as opposed to the people giving the speeches and handing out the awards okay things like that so so as far as like camera angles and perspective and things like that it felt more like a movie in that you were rooting for the people there was some kind of like dramatic tension in the faces and the build up to all the categories and things like that. As, as I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm going off reports from people that did watch it and yeah. extended highlights that I saw on YouTube. Do you think do you think the Oscars twenty twenty one ceremony will be nominated for the twenty twenty two Oscars <laughs> as as a oh, feature could, film? <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine if there was a category? Right. With because, self-licking no, lollipop. No, 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 no. Right. For, be, for best for, for best ceremony. For best ceremony. <laughs> think how think Think how many award ceremonies there are in the year. Yeah. You've got oh, MTV, man. you've got Tonys, you've got mm-hmm. Emmys, you've got all of BAFTAs. these things. BAFTAs, oh, got Golden Oscars. Globes. Imagine if they had a category That's and imagine wonderful. if the, the Oscars won it every year. That like, would be it. It was us. We won the best. Oh, thank you. I've always wanted one of these statues. Why, when you said it was like the Oceans film, I was picturing like at the end of the Oscars, they'd all robbed the mir- the Mirage or something like this. They didn't read, or like the Bellagio. Like no, 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 but a- it opened up with this great... Did, 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 they, did they assemble a team? <laughs> you son of you a son bitch. Of a bitch. I mean. You can always bring up my favourite Rick and Morty episode. But no, it started off with this flyover over LA that settled on the theater that they were filming i forget the name of the theater but it's the same is it not one. the chinese movie theater it's not it wasn't the grauman no no okay but it was set in the same one that was in blade runner there was a really famous scene of the inside of a theater in blade runner right and so it opened up there in the la location because it was filmed at different locations there were different like mini ceremonies happening in different locations that were all being fine kind of yeah, put yeah. together yeah and the la one was in this theater 
and mm-hmm. it was really funny because Harrison Ford came up to present. Oh, I forget which God. one. Uh, and 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 he and he made smoking a joke. Smoking a joint. And he smoking a joint. Came on, like just high as Swearing. a kite. And he made a Blade Runner a reference. Racist com- oh, okay. No, Blade he made a Blade Runner <laughs> reference, but because Blade comic. Runner, Blade Runner at the time was very very famous. Because you know how there's like twenty different cuts of Blade Runner. Yes. Yeah. 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 Blade, so he yeah. made a joke, and that was because there were so there were so many studio notes, and like the first versions of the movie didn't get test well with audiences right so he came up and he made a joke about um how this was the worst movie ever made and stuff like that and he said <laughs> it in that really dry harrison ford way yeah and everybody yeah. laughed and it was good but <laughs> we should kind of get on to the actual <laughs> nominations oh, was that, that, was that the like story that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a story that was a I story he was gonna, i thought he was gonna do That's something just opened. like absolutely call someone out that's oh, how it opens. He, he's uh, he's one he's one hell of a guy. So what was the category here now? What how did they start off? Because we chatted a little bit before, and I'd never really given much thought to the order in which they do these things in, um, mainly because I don't care. But yeah. in, t- in terms of in terms of this, I think there was a there was a bit of controversy. controversy. There's a bit of controversy. I I think I think. It's not controversial until we get to the end. Okay, let's let let's. There's a wee there's the wee sting. You there, gotta there, stay yeah, tuned, everyone, to listen. The I'm, and I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to listen to this in, <laughs> nonsense right. until we, you get to the we end. We will fire through this. We'll, we'll we will fire through this. But the first category, yes, that was awarded was for best original screenplay. Okay, so now I've got it here. Yes, great. So the nominees of best original screenplay were Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mm-hmm. Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, Minari, mm-hmm. yeah. and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. And it was won by Promising Young Woman. Yes. Which is not a movie that I have seen. And so it's not I, the first time you're going to hear me say this on this <laughs> podcast. So I've seen all of these apart from Minari. Uh, and um, I. Promising Young Woman is a is a it's an interesting film. So to give you the to give you the hat because I think it appears a few times in this. Yeah. It, Carrie Mulligan I think is very very good in it to be fair. But it's a it's a troubling it's a troubling screenplay because the story is a woman who goes out to nightclubs um she pretends to be very very drunk um kind of like the the Venus flycatcher she 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 hopes that a, a a charming man i'm a good guy i'm actually a really nice guy people say that i'm really kind i'll i'll take this girl home with me i'll make sure she gets home safe put her in a taxi takes her home and then you know things lead to another the guy starts to make moves on her and she slowly comes around when maybe this guy's trying to kiss her, trying to get on top of her, and, he, and she goes, what are you doing? And she sobers up and she goes, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, time's up here. And the the story is, it's centered around some trauma that obviously it, it slowly comes to around. And I'm not going to spoil it. It's a really, really great movie, actually. But it, it takes you down the road that you don't want to go, and it really subverts your expectations throughout a lot of it. Yeah, I, I would recommend watching it. It's a really, it's a really okay. good um, thriller movie. I but think what the... about what about Judas and the Black Messiah though? Because have you seen that as well? Oh, I think I did. Oh no, I haven't seen it. Sorry, oh, so that's the <laughs> no, other I, one I, you've not seen. I said no. I sorry. I said I. I said I had seen it, but I actually now that I'm looking at, it, I don't think I have seen this one. Um, no, that was on my list to watch. That's on Netflix at the moment. Am I right in thinking that one? Judas and Black Messiah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. No, have you? So you've not seen that one either. No, I've not seen that one cool. either. We're, 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 I'm sure we'll get back round to it for Daniel Kaluuya. But I just want to yeah. make I just want to make our our excuses now. 
yeah. right that we've just dobbed ourselves in it right at the first category these guys haven't seen anything right yeah. do you know how hard it is to track down all these movies yeah, when we don't so have different. a cinema to go to and, and this, but this year but this year it would have been easier than than, than ever to, to to do this but uh but no i i, I haven't i haven't seen that one there look from from the three that i've seen promising young woman sound of metal trial of chicago seven as an original screenplay i would have chosen chicago seven yeah me too i think just that, because think... aaron sorkin is such a enigmatic writer and yeah and such I... a style and I, I, because I do think Promising Young Woman kind of gets away from itself a little bit. It's really good. Yeah, cool. It's an Oscar we, winner. It is indeed, <laughs> as we've just discovered. We move on to uh, the best adapted screenplay. And I'm mm. going to read out uh, the full titles. Oh, fuck of, Jesus. Do we have to read of, the full titles? I'm, go- I'm going to read Not the full titles of best adapted screenplay. So we have The White Tiger which is on Netflix and is on my list to watch because, my God, that trailer looks insane. Yeah. Uh, One Night in Miami. Yes. Nomadland, which yes. obviously did very well this year. Mm-hmm. The Father. Mm-hmm. And Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Nailed it. <laughs> Get on my level. <laughs> now, again, I'm going to put my hands up. I've actually only seen two out of the, the five of these. The White Tiger, what one was that one about? Oh, that's um, it set set in India. It's kind of it had very parasite kind of vibes about it. Ah, I do know the one you're talking about. Yes, about, like the yes. taxi driver, or he's yes. a pri- he's a private driver, and then he ends up getting embroiled in things he shouldn't, and then I, I think he I think yeah. he. Be- he moves up in some sort of underworld or something. I'm really keen to watch it. Again, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. that I've, I've not heard watched. Good things. I've heard good things about it. Um, and and I guess we, you know we, we've got a couple. We've got the Minaris, we've got the um, the Black Messiahs, and we've got the Father. Now those those three movies are going to appear quite a lot. The Father. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the Father and what you know about it, and maybe just kind of shed some light on why? Well, the most important thing that I know about it is I've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the most important thing right up top. But I do know that it's about obviously a uh, elderly man who is you know losing his memory. I believe yeah, it's yeah. I believe it's, it's dementia. dementia. It's yeah, dementia. It is, yeah. yeah, and so and what I've heard is brilliant acting. Yep. from Anthony Hopkins. And again, that's yeah. another subject we're going to come back to later. Mm. So, and but apparently... It, but, it, but, but it is I, about... It's, it's, the, it's, it's more about the refusal for, mis, for all assistance from his daughter as he ages. It's that kind of stubborn stubbornness from, from what I've heard and what I've read in reviews yeah. as he tries to make sense of like the, the circumstances around him starting to change and stuff. And and you yeah, know, and it, and, and, it, and it brings in, I think it brings in like the, the reality of doubting people who love him and stuff in the past. And I think it, it's quite a... Yeah, I, I understand why as an adapted screenplay that is something that has that has definitely um that's definitely spoken to the academy so i, I because they're all old and white yeah absolutely <laughs> but it's really it, it, it's good i really want to watch it because i heard a really interesting perspective actually from zach braff of all people because i was listening to the scrubs rewatch rewatch mm. podcast and he watched it recently and he said that the the way it was filmed and the way it was written made the audience feel like they were losing memory Things like that. There were uh, right, things. Okay. There were there were little like perspective things that they were playing around with that made you kind of wonder. What well, did I know that? It, it's treating me like I did know that, but I feel like I've forgotten. Oh shit! That's what this movie about is about. 
Amazing. That's really interesting. So like to me. slightly slightly changing the flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Just making you feel like you're not entirely with it cognitively. I think we'll get really back interesting. We'll, we'll get back round to that one again. We will. The next category we have is best international feature film. Okay. This now, is this is typically a category that I never see any of them. In, right, apart yeah. from last year because Parasite won Best Picture. Yes, of course. As well. So well, I, I think like again, just being completely open, we haven't seen any of these films, but we do have some information on another round. Because another round being the, the, the winner of this yeah. category. I mean let's um, just let, let's let's just read them out for, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Due, for due diligence. We also have from Hong Kong Better Days, mm-hmm. from Romania, a film called Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Bosnia and Herzegovina, Quo mm-hmm. um, Vadis Aida. Mm, very Don't know what that means. Well done, yeah. And of, from Tunisia, The Man Who Sold His Skin. Now, I will be watching that movie. Yeah, I've heard that one's good. Yeah. Um, one, because I've heard it's good, and also because um, Ilhem is from Tunisia. Ah, she's wonderful. Part, she's, Excellent. Part, she's part Tunisian, so she's very. she was very excited to see... Um, Being nominated, see, yeah that kind of representation and yeah. which kind of hammered home kind of how important it is to me yeah to, to be honest because it, it is important and you do get excited when you know something from Tunisia, which you know how 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 often is that kind of re- represented exactly. in the oscars because it's international feature film do you think there would ever be a scottish film in there I mean, no. <laughs> they don't really ground it well, do <laughs> they? If it, well, was, Alba, Hong Kong, yeah, if it Alba. was Alba, I reckon oh, so. Oh, yeah. That's if a good it, Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. I reckon so. I mean... <laughs> Hola. I, no, 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 because <laughs> I reckon... I wish they should have Hush. <laughs> so I don't want to offend anyone else. No, you're so, just... So chewing you're, the fat you're reference. Literally, you're literally doing pig Alba. You're, you're doing pig Gaelic. And, I, and, I, and I'm triggered is what i am sucked in mate yeah um, but i do really want to see another round yeah so, so so i mean i've heard it's i've heard it's nothing short of a masterpiece mads milkinson 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 is <laughs> um as milking the the oscars there for that and i think he so he was he nominated no he can't be nominated for best actor can he if it's a non no western film which again and we, we we touched on this last week when we did wolf walkers and we talked around you know why can't some some films cross categories why yeah. can't an animated feature be in the best film and and i guess this is another point of contention as to why can't actors or actresses in the international feature be nominated for best actor or actress and but wait can they 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 actively can't I don't know. Well, that's the question I have. In the same way, of can can an animated feature not actively be the best feature film or the or the best screenwriters? Mm, do, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? It's it's one of these ones where I think there's, I think there's almost like a pattern, and you know the the underlying message of a lot of this stuff is we. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There's almost a format to get yourself in front of the academy. You know, you obviously got to pay a huge amount of money, but it's a hundred, a hundred. Uh, cinemas in california or orange county specifically over yeah. a, i think 100 nights qualifies your film to to get in so that's why some of the now and again in previous years when you could go to the cinema all these weird films would come out and yeah, it's like yeah. they just never had a uk release yeah. but again that's why the international fe- features is so important because it, it does promote that the fact that you know just because you're you know you're 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 grounded in california and you're pushing the films out in that category it is representation as as yeah. you've said about ilham the, yeah. the news that i have on another round 
is that Leonardo DiCaprio was 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 loved it. He absolutely loved it so much so that he has started to his production company are making an American remake of absolutely. this. <laughs> yeah, and oh god, I hate that in so many ways. I hate that in so many ways. How hard is it to read bloody subtitles? I don't understand yeah. it. But I don't want to get. I want. I don't want to give that story. More you don't credit. understand subtitles. No, no, Alex, it's not that hard. I don't. I, wanna... know, I know. I know. I know you're against reading and culture. I don't want to give this more time than is due. Let's move on. Yeah, let's right. Do it, mate. We next have actor in a supporting role. For mm. We have Lakeith Stanfield who, for, who, for Judas and the Black Messiah, who is amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean, sorry to bother you. It's just one of the most amazing movies I've seen in a while. He's so good in it. And, you know, he's in Get Out as well. He's such a cool guy. I yeah. really like it. We have Paul Ratchie. I think it's mm-hmm. Ratchie. Ratchie? Yes, I don't, I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, for Sound of Metal. Yes. We have Leslie Odom Jr. of Hamilton fame in One mm-hmm. Night in Miami. Yes. Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Daniel Kaluuya, again, mm. for Judas and the Black Messiah. And this was the category that all the critics were saying, bet the farm, it's going to be Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, exactly. And, and indeed it was. It was, it was. Uh, but uh, it, it it's amazing. I mean, it's, a, it's another example where, and I think they've had this in previous years, where uh, I'm trying to think the film where it was where were two of was it was it Django Unchained or Inglorious Bastards yeah. where there was two actors from the same movie being nominated in the same film um, I think it was one where Christoph Waltz won it but I'm trying to think was it was it Inglorious Bastards when it was him and Brad uh, pardon Brad Pitt or anyway the point being is that it's it, it just reinforces that message that we really should have done our homework and yeah, the Black Messiah needed to be watched absolutely definitely but he. Um, he gave a fantastic acceptance speech. Did he? Oh, it was the mo- It was one of the comedic moments of the night because he basically got up and he said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Blah 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 blah. And then he's like, "This is amazing. My parents had sex, and now I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> and his mum was sitting in the front row, and she looked pissed. Amazing. <laughs> she was like, you- "What are you doing, boy?" Daniel Daniel Kalu, he's someone who I you know like I feel there's almost a sense of like I, I it's 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 every time I see him in stuff he's a classic example I've seen him in things before this you know skins fame like he's been in a lot of stuff you know growing up like he, you know he's when we were in high school and stuff he was just you know doing like the BBC stuff and a couple of this that and the other and so seeing him going to being an Oscar winner, it's yep. it's like it's almost a kind of UK pride almost, and oh, I, I love that. Yeah, I, I, I love do. It. I do I love always love it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's, I do it's, love it's amazing. It. Let's move on. We've got best makeup and hairstyling, which were all the nominations were Pinocchio, Mank, Hillbilly Elegy, Emma, and the winner, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which well deserved, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. Talk about really, if you've got to say one reason why it won it, it was, we talked about when we did Marini's Black Bottom. Yeah, we actually was, mentioned the makeup quite we, a lot, We, talk, we? talked about it, and it, because it is, it's it's very prominent in the movie. Yeah. You said that under the lights, the original Marini, do you know, what, what was it that you said specifically around the, there was a fact that you gave? Yeah, it, it was that there was the makeup was so heavy that you know under the lights it looked like streaked oil or something like yeah, that yeah it was exactly. just so hot and heavy and just like ugh. but but it's 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 fantastic that such a small you know when you think back to famous people throughout history it's these little weird parts about their 
character or or, or their image that, that that really I guess are the things that people remember, like the the things that that, that that it's really important to get right and to recreate and to hear that it's won the makeup and hairstyling for that specific sequence of something that I would imagine a lot of people talked about. He goes, Oh, did you ever see Marini? Yeah, yeah. What was the thing? You know, oh, loads of makeup and all always yeah, done yeah, up absolutely. and stuff like that's there. Like and that's that's amazing to hear that this one woman who very much just did this thing is gone on to be recognized in a in a quote unquote high high arts. <laughs> Definitely. And what right. really goes hand in hand with that is obviously the costume design, which spoiler alert, Marini yeah. also won. Yes, yeah. But was sat alongside other like movies that could have won it for example emma uh mank mulan and pinocchio and mm. i've not seen i've not seen pinocchio but i have actually seen all those other ones so emma mank and mulan obviously all um period styled costumes yeah i i, I could have seen any of them won it as well but it's, i am quite <laughs> glad that it's marine is that your side or mine no i think that's your side what is going on oh, probably somebody somebody blocking is, the road we've got is, one, we've is got there one carnage outside we've got one way street and sometimes delivery people will uh block the road which makes <laughs> residences residents not very happy oh no someone's not getting the delivery outside so know, don't worry exactly. about it you'll, you'll hear it that's fucking mad absolutely oh, it's always the way it's always the way do you know like j- just on this with with delivery drivers and stuff do, do you get pissed off right when one of your neighbors in your flat your residence has ordered some sort of food or ordered some takeaway and stuff and they go oh i can't get hold of them so i'll just ring every other resident in the apartment oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the amount of times do you know i've gone down and someone and obviously i'll let them in i'm you know i'm not gonna be dick about it but at the yeah. same time you're kind of just it's not like worth it yeah, but the same time, in fact, actually, tell a lie. I remember once a delivery driver phoned. It must have been like midnight. You know, it was like a Tuesday night at midnight and he decided to ring. He goes, oh, your, your neighbor ordered food. I genuinely was like, I don't care. Don't ring that buzzer again. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not okay. That's mental. That's not okay. Anyway, so um, can you food. can you go and let your can you go and get your let your neighbours food in, mate? Because right, you know okay, the, the go, chicken chicken right getting back. cold. Like, that's we'll unacceptable. At a point here, at a point here. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, we we come on to one of the big categories actually, which is Mm. directing. So best director. Yes, yes. And actually, looking at the nominees here, I'm about to prove your theory wrong about the best international feature because Thomas Vinterberg was nominated for best director. Oh, amazing. For another round. Amazing. For another round, which is great. We also have David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, and Mm. Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. But the winner was the director of the movie I watched this morning, <laughs> Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And yes. very well deserved, I yeah, would say. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I've got, I, I want to talk about Nomadland and I think we'll get to it when we talk about the final cat or one of the final categories. Yeah. But if we want to just focus in on the direction that was likely given to the cast and, and the crew to create that, really poignant and actually haunting and i use the word haunting in a way because it's it is almost like you're watching people haunt the midwest it's yeah it's like the it's like the the, the wild west the wagon trail never really ended kind of yeah, vibes yeah. um but also it's like i really want to I, I, I made loads of notes on nomadland as if we were doing it as a, as a feature because i know yeah, we kind yeah, of wanted definitely. to talk about we're not we're, we're not giving it that kind of time i'm afraid <laughs> no and and we'll we'll give it we'll get back to talking about those points but there's a there's a particular scene and sequences and you'll know what i mean when i talk about the sparrow sequence yeah um where the direction that was 
given to the actor who was telling the story, like it, it just caught you so off guard. And it was the almost the opposite of when the camera keeps running as an uncomfortable sequence. Like it kept running and you just wanted to, to listen. And the direction must have just been so personable um, yeah. throughout a lot of this movie. And, and and it really shows. It really shows. I, I think I think it's a, I think it was an, a fantastic movie for some reasons. I, I do have my thoughts on it for others, but I do think a large part of its success was down to Chloe and her direction. Well, yeah, I'm keen to talk about it more a little bit later. But next category we have is best sound. Yes, which is a very <laughs> interesting. I love this. I love this as a category because. It will, Obviously, as a music and movies podcast, part of what we talk about actually isn't music at all, but actually the sound design as well. So this mm. is very much a category that we uh, quite we care about a fair bit. And on here we have News of the World, yeah, Mank, yeah, Greyhound, Soul, mm-hmm. and Sound of Metal. And mm. out of all those, I feel like the right movie won it, which was yep. Sound of Metal. Yes, but also you know. A lot of the sound design in Soul I really loved. Mm. Um, thinking back on News of the World, actually, a lot of the really um, kind of kinetic sounds of like wagons and cattle and, you know, horse hooves and stuff like that was like really, really focused on and captured. And I really, really liked that as well. But the the deaf experience or the going deaf experience and how that was presented in a audiovisual format it mm. was just astonishing in sound of mm. metal so an absolutely deserved one fabulous right next two categories i'm gonna fire through really really quickly because it's the live action short film and the animated short film and the reason i'm gonna fire through them quickly is because i'm gonna hazard a guess that neither of us have seen any of them no right no so i think all there is all there is to say about this is congratulations to two distant strangers for live action and congratulations <laughs> to if anything happens i love you i'm sure you're i'm, I'm sure they were great i'm sure that means the world to them for our congratulations on this tin well, we've, not, podcast. we've not seen them we've not seen no, them not what do you want what do you want actually us? no many congratulations i think it's very well deserved i'm sure they were i'm sure they i'm sure they aren't they they earned it what about what about what about white eye mate white eye i think you know nearly came up to two distant strangers i think it was nearly on the way it was it okay <laughs> We're dangerously, we're dangerously, dangerously close to being really flippant at the moment. Let's let's just bring it back. Got another big category, mm. or you know what I think, what I think is a big category, best animated feature film. Oh yes, I I this is always one of these categories. I think for for so many years, and it, it it's continuing now. The reason why it's been a uh, always a, a relatively big category but one that's kind of slipped into mm, i wouldn't say i wouldn't say just kind of obs- obscurity but just irrelevance i think is the word because quite often it's bloody pixar that just picks yeah. it up isn't it um this year i think we thought it would have been nice and I, I know we kind of said you know we we both said soul would win it yeah. um i think we both would have liked to have seen wolf walkers 
Definitely. Um, as I a, mean, a, Soul, I think Soul is a very clearly a deserved winner. Yes, like, of course. Yeah. I, I, I would like to meet the person that argues that Soul is undeserving of an Oscar win. Do you want to just run through them quickly? Yeah. So Soul being the winner, we have Onwards, also from Pixar, that's a, that I know is a personal favorite of yours. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, Over the Moon, which mm-hmm. I've not seen. No. Uh, Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon, which mm-hmm. I will see because apparently <laughs> it's an absolute riot. Yeah, I've heard and Wolf Walkers, which obviously we covered last week, which was really rather beautiful. Yes. And again, think... just very deserved to soul, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, very much so. Right. What do we have next? Oh, we've got the documentaries next. Oh, again, wonderful. It's going to be a congratulations right. well, no, for the no, winner there again. Two, is there, there? There, there are two <laughs> categories. First one being the short documentaries. Not seen any of them. The winner no. was Colette. Yeah, I know this is this is atrocious, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. We're, we're doing all the categories. We said we were doing all the categories. Yeah. Let's yep. do them now. Yep. Now, the big documentary category. Yes. The winner was My Octopus Teacher, and I've, I, I have I, seen this. I, oh, I see. I have not, and it is okay. on my list to watch because I've heard it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah, it's. it's Do you want to give us a quick? I mean, it it does what it says on the tin. I mean, it is about a, right. a diver and an octopus, and 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 the fact that it just really emphasises how intelligent octopuses are as as animals and and i think it's got a the point of the movie the under undertones is overfishing and and you know the the damage that humans are doing to the to the ocean and to the sea but it's it tells almost a little very like a like a like a very sort of small beautiful story about this these two creatures that um and like i I, i've not really i've watched quite a lot of the kind of the, the 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 highlights, as it were, sort of speaking, like I've ta- I've watched through um, bits. I think Maddie's watched it, and I watched it over her shoulder for a little bit, and I really enjoyed what I'd seen. Um, but yeah, I I, I want to go back and properly watch this movie. The documentary feature one is always a it's always an odd one because I think out of all the categories that 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 quench your thirst to watch more, this is always one for me. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, I don't quite know why, but uh, yeah, in previous years there's been some amazing winners. Yeah, uh, but I've but heard yeah. really good things about my octopus teacher, so I'm really looking forward to watching that. We move on to best visual effects, which mm. is which is another te- technical category that I really really like. And we have the one and only Ivan, mm-hmm. Mulan, Midnight Sky, Love and Monsters, which I know is a movie a movie that you brought up recently as a recommendation. Mm. And did I? I think so. Was it that? I don't know. Or was know. it something that sounded like that? Love and Monsters. I might have got that completely wrong. But the winner was Tenet. 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 Tenetal. Or TNA, TNA. T- yeah, TNA. TNA. I mean, anyone argue with that? I mean, they, they kind of just bought a plane and crashed it, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, what? They kind, of, they kind of just reversed some cars. No, I, I think it's an incredible, a, a, an I mean, absolute spectacle. I, I, I remember I cannot wait. How lucky were we to see that in the cinema after the year that we've had? Yeah, uh, exactly. In the middle of that, we actually went to see that in the cinema. That was the only film we really saw, wasn't it, in the cinema kind, last year? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see it again. I, I'm looking forward to watching it again and, and uh, completely denying Mr. Nolan's request and watching it with subtitles. Absolutely, but it was, the only, it was the only category that it won. And actually, I don't think it got nominated for or anything, else. anything else either, which is really, really nutty. Because mm. that astonishing movie. Would but you we... prefer one nomination, one win over multiple nominations and no wins? Because <laughs> is it the man Oof. What would you prefer? Well, 
I think Mank. I think I think nominate. I mean, I know it's a cliche when people get up on stage and go, "Just to be nominated is such an honor." But you'd you'd take a nomination over. Of course you would. Of course you would. Yeah, over no nominations, wouldn't you? Mm. We move on to best supporting actress. Ooh, I know. Isn't it interesting that they split the the supporting actor categories up? Well, I think it just provides a bit of variety. I think it keeps people hanging on. I think in previous years, people have sort of said, you know, it gets a bit gets a bit boring because you know it's everyone's in there for the everyone's in there for these like this these are the these are the big breadwinners the supportings and the the actors and the directors and stuff so the nominees were maria bakalova for wait Mm -hmm. for it borat subsequent movie film delivery of prejudice bride to american regime for make benefit once glorious nation of kazakhstan i almost fucked it up that time i I rescued it it. we have glenn close for hillbilly elegy which I've heard is a bit pants, but yeah, I've heard it's not that great. Uh, we've got Olivia. I've Coleman. seen the photos though. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> we've got Olivia Coleman for the father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and mm. the winner, which was uh, Yo Jung Young for mm. Minari. Wonderful, yeah. Um, and it's from what from what I've heard, uh, it's 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 nothing short of a masterpiece, Minari. Um, and Yo Jung Young's performance in it has been has been an absolute standout from what i've read so i will when i do get around to watch this i I would i would very much like to watch that she had a lovely acceptance moment as well because it was presented by a virtual brad pitt and she and she was um she was incredibly disappointed that he wasn't there in person (laughs) i think she 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 was uh definitely looking forward to uh, a bit of brad pitt but didn't get any the other the other big talking moment from a ceremony perspective was um glenn close having a little bit of a twerk oh really don't know don't know if you've uh, seen that on uh, on the internet probably no all i haven't it. It, yikes no. it's all, <laughs> all i can say about that because cool. she she goes for a full twerk oh well, and, well good on her that's good all i'm her. gonna say about that as as hillbilly elgy uh, yeah hillbilly <laughs> elegy yeah no no, no. That, that's her name her name's elegy yeah. elgy like, 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 like the plant like, like the algae. algae do you want to just very briefly talk about the maria bakalova nomination because that's oh, wonderful i mean she she was very very good in that role i mean okay so up top minari's another one i've not seen mm-hmm. right so i'm not hundred percent informed on you know who actually deserved a win or not but i would have really loved it if maria bakalova won that yeah that would have been really great yeah would have loved that and she she was not overshadowed by sasha baron cohen at all in one in one of his iconic roles like he should have he should have been completely scene stealing but whenever she was there she was toe to toe, and she was keeping up with the improv. And I was yes, just like, "My yes. God, that is like, yeah, th- that that is impressive." Well, I remember that when we, I remember when we talked about the movie on the podcast. Something that we kept going back to was how good she actually was and how captivating she was. So, yeah, yeah it, it's uh, it's a tough one. So it was yeah. a really tough one, I imagine. We move on to production design, which oh, Tenet's here. Okay, so it got nominated for two. Great. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> We got uh, Tenet, News of the World, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Father, and the winner, Mank. Ah, so and I'm it did going, win one. And I'm going to say deserved. I preferred Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think production you're, you're absolutely right. But, but again, I preferred it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's, the question, it's the question of 
who would you rather see win or that was that a complete snub because i don't think this is a, i don't think this is a snub like no I it's think not a snub there's it's not. there there is a very clear argument to be made for mank winning that but also Marini for winning that as well because it was yeah. they, they were both incredibly well done i i would say that mank is a clearer winner for me okay just because of uh how the production was presented from a filming perspective obviously we talked about how it was inspired and paid homage to citizen kane in that yeah. way i think there was a lot of special things that it did to really yeah. earn that win yeah. so i'm quite happy with that on awesome yeah cinematography yes go for it mate oh scrolling 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 okay and wouldn't you know it it's mank yeah yeah mank, again mank wanna mank wanna again again i, I kind of think deservedly and for all the reasons i kind of just said but the other nominations were judas and the black messiah news of the world nomad land and trial of the chicago seven and i feel like having not seen judas and the black messiah yes i would say that the only other one i would possibly give it to out of that lot would probably be Nomadland. Yeah, me too. Just because the yeah. landscapes and the 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 wide shots were just beautiful. Yes, yes. Really, really beautiful. Yeah, I I think cinematography. Should, I th- again, I don't think Mank should have won this one. I would have put this okay. one to Nomadland. I, I think for the for the two wins Mac Mac has so far, I would have said actually I think there was a better one. <laughs> Oh, fair God, Mike's enough. Done, Mike's done bloody well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, I mean, it ended up ended up. I mean, it, it was leading the nominations, so I feel like the fact that it was leading the nominations, I don't think it's done as well as maybe fine. some yeah. thinks it yeah, should yeah, yeah, have. Fine. But yeah. I think maybe it was over nominated, possibly. I don't think cinematography wise, Chicago Seven should be in there. I wasn't. I don't think that one was a cinematography masterpiece, and I don't think it was like a. I don't think it was like a standout. Well, yeah, because because have you noticed who's not there? Yeah, Tenet. Exactly. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's oh, well. mad. Fair yeah. enough. Utter, utterly bonkers. We move on to best film editing. Mm, I've got it here. If you want. Oh well, why don't you read these out? Oh, now? I can take this one. Yeah, we have the Trial of Chicago Seven, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, The Father, Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal winning this category. Fabulous. Um, not much more to say on that. I mean, again, we've seen all of them but The Father. Film editing, is an, it's always an odd one, isn't it? Because when it's done well, you really notice it. And yeah. I... I don't know. I don't know if it's... Film editing is one of the ones where I'm like, if I'm watching a movie, what am I actually looking for when I'm asking myself if a film is edited well? Like what? What am I actually looking for? What's the what? What's the boxes I'm trying to tick for this? Well, well, I I think what you I think for film editing isn't ones that you that you notice when you're watching a movie. I've all, I'm always of the opinion that when you come away and if you really understand that the story was told in a very succinct and 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 clear manner, um, then you kind of go well. Actually, the editing was 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 done done to perfection and and if you think about the pacing of a movie largely the pacing of a movie is down to script supervisors and editors because their role is very much to put themselves almost like i think the, the equivalent almost is like a red team someone who yeah. plays against right, the movie yeah. and kind of says like you know 
and and it's a very difficult job to do, of course, because for every for every scene you watch and every scene that delivers an effect, there's probably minutes, half hour, hour long versions of that, and it's it's it's, it's it takes a lot of it's almost artistry trying to yeah. really find you know what what are we trying to achieve with this sequence what are we trying to achieve with this with this scene and then finding the correct way and the most succinct way to try and deliver that message or deliver that job to be done so i i of all the technical categories this is the one that always really fascinates me because yeah. i'd love to okay. really get under the hood of this yeah um, but ima- yeah yeah i can imagine that really like appealing to you but we move on to uh, rubbing our hands with glee because we have the music categories here we are yes. and both these categories original score and original song both have my two biggest snubs oh really in it really or actually i think i've got a bit of a snub for the original score oh, do you want to do original song first no no no. we'll do original score first because that's the order it came up in the oh okay in, go for in it, the ceremony so the winner was soul yes which right up top that is definitely a contender for I, I think that's that's a deserved Oscar win. Yes, yes. However, yes. where I think the snub comes from is News of the from, World for you. Is well no, it's from the nominations. Because we've got Da Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, and News of the World. Now mm. Da Five Bloods had great music. Love that. Mank Mank had really great music as well. Mm. Really like that. Not really heard Minari. No. So not gonna not gonna comment on that news of the world was nice i don't think it was oscar nice Mm. how the hell is tenet not in there yeah yeah that's a really good point ludwig 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 goranson's score is nothing short of genius yeah it's amazing it's amazing his musical design in that he he scores the inversion yeah the, the the whole concept of the movie he orchestrates and puts in the music it's an absolute masterpiece yeah and, that was and a total we've, snub we've never heard anything like that in scoring or movies mainly because we've never had a movie like tenet before but then that elevates the score to an nth degree and for me it, it should have won i think yeah that i, yeah. I would have i would have chosen that as a winner over soul yeah and for it to not even be nominated is utterly insane well it was nice to see uh defy bloods being nominated i think that's yeah. a very i i'm really a big fan of that film oh yeah and that Un- score. Unbe- uh, unbelievably great score like yeah undeniably deserved to be there tenet should tenet should have been nominated tenet should have won yeah and that's that's all i'm gonna say about yeah, that yeah 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 um and obviously then we've got best original song mm-hmm uh, the winner was "Fight for You" from Judas and the Black Messiah. Have you heard this mm-hmm. song? No, I haven't. No, I, the, the the best song is one that I always find out about a couple of months after the category for some reason. Yeah, do you know what's you know you know it's it's interesting is because most of the songs that end up in this category actually have no relevance to the drama of the movie whatsoever. Right, they're yeah, all credit yeah. songs, credit songs, and they're all credit songs. And I wonder why that's actually, relevant. I have heard quite to, a few of these. I wonder, I wonder why it's relevant to the Oscars in in many ways like really yeah. i mean yeah. you've got some exceptions um hear we have voice. hear my voice from chicago seven we talked about that in the podcast and how that functions uh, in mm-hmm. the movie we've got husevic from eurovision song contest which is the best movie of the year um we have <laughs> how the hell do you say that ioc or yep, scene. scene 
from the life ahead gonna have yeah. to listen to that it's gonna be interesting yeah, yeah and speak now from one night in miami now again this is a nomination snub because husevik is not the best song from eurovision song contest oh you're right what's the other one that they sing at the end no it's not the one they sing at the end it's the one that they sing in the icelandic pub it's yeah yeah ding dong yeah yeah ding dong <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah yeah ding dong is not only the best best song from eurovision song contest it's mm. the best song of the year yeah in movies it just is yeah yeah ding dong go, about... go and listen to it and more specifically listen to the lyrics because uh yeah i always thought it's all right was um was a really good one from it's not an Soul. original song how is it not what's the other one that's the original song that because that, that was the john baptiste one but what was the the one from um oh court uh oh cory chestnut parting ways the one where the guy was singing it on the on the subway i thought that was a beautiful song parting yeah, that ways was an, by that Cody was an chestnut. original song yeah oh that's the snub for me i listened to that song so much it's yeah, such a fair. wonderful song yeah fair 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 but honestly yeah yeah ding dong honestly <laughs> just get your get your stuff sorted what they needed to do what they needed to do was make that the winner and then have will ferrell and rachel mcadams perform it live on stage in oh, some God. way because having um will ferrell on stage with the long flowing icelandic hair mm. singing mm-hmm. um yeah yeah ding dong my love for you is growing wide and long would have just been yeah would that have just would have made it, it. Would, it would have raised the it. bar would have raised the caliber 100 percent. right big category time let's do it best picture yes so seen you know what too i feel Promising like young woman's made another appearance mate i know wow. but you know what i feel like the representation in all the categories like the distribution of other awards mm. for all the movies in this list were actually spot on there are no movies in here that haven't been nominated for multiple, multiple other categories. Like, cause sometimes yeah. you get, you get years where there's like a best picture and it's not been nominated for, for anything, anything else. else. And yeah, you're like, what you mean. well, how can it be the best picture then? If it's not, out, yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. not, well, didn't Parasite, and... did, did Parasite not find itself into that weird category? I can't remember well enough to be honest, mm. but in this list, we have the winner, which was no, Nomadland, uh, the father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial in Chicago 7. And all of those are ones that we've talked about um, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. several times in the, in this episode in, in other categories. And I think that's actually spot on because Best Picture is always one of these contentious ones. And I think that's probably why there's a lot of nominations for it because there's a lot of reasons why lots of movies could win it. I think now is the time to give a quick two minutes on Nomadland and Definitely. really, really give our our review for that movie. And it was one of these movies where I personally, I wouldn't watch it again, and I probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Ooh, see, we, I, defi- we definitely differ on that because I agree that I wouldn't necessarily watch it again. Mm. Wouldn't necessarily watch it again. I could watch it again. I think I don't I, I didn't finish it going because I watched this this morning it was about half an hour finished by the time we started recording this podcast so it's very very fresh for me and I do think that I could watch it again I didn't finish that going that was a just a great meal that I'm very happy to have eaten once in my life and never 
experience again. It's it's interesting those choice of words because I was eating as I was watching this movie and I saw a lot of Francis McDormand going to the bathroom in this movie. And I say bathroom in the loosest term because there's no bathrooms. She cleans a lot of them. But there is one sequence of spoilers where she's reading a book or she's playing the flute. No, she's playing the flute. flute, Which and then all of a sudden which which many (laughs) people confuse with reading a book, to be fair. She, she, like if I sold this, how would you sell this? Well, there's a scene. It's a continuous one shot where Francis McDormand is playing the flute, and then and then she instantly transitions into exploding diarrhea. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just and I was watching that as I was scooping in some food, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? What 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 is this? What is what's happening oh, here? Man. Do you know what I really really loved about Nomadland though? What? There are no assholes in it. I thought the same Did you thing. That? I thought the same thing. There was no villain. There was no, you know, it was it was it was almost like it was almost like time was the enemy, so to speak. And and well, what it they... was it, it it was a snapshot of a of a community's and specifically the central character played by Francis McDormand, brilliantly mm. by the way. Mm. Of like their lot in life and kind of just this air of acceptance but yeah the the movie didn't paint a sense of nobility about it it didn't say everyone should live like this or we love our lives or you know there was no air superiority about it it was fairly desperate yeah but it was people getting on with it and they were all great people yeah kind of yeah I, i was expecting in the first half of the movie to be like okay you know these people are living on the fringes of of society sorry there's be things like theft and there'll be there's gonna be there's gonna be some dodgy stuff there's gonna be some maybe some drugs there's gonna be there were no drugs there were no guns there was no violence there was hardly any swearing or any anything like that it was just all good people and in that way even though it was a bleak setting it was incredibly uplifting yeah i i mean i i I must admit, I probably would have said I didn't enjoy this movie nearly as much as I've enjoyed other movies in this list and the ones we've talked about, because it almost felt like a documentary. There was other parts of this that made me feel doc. Do you know, so all the characters in the movie, their first names of their character were the first names of the actor? Well, yeah, because I've read that they were basically kind of heightened, fictionalized versions of themselves. Themselves, yeah. Um, that the, These people were real people. And it was um, it was nominated for adapted screenplay, but it's not, uh, it's from a book. It's not a fiction book. Yeah, I know. It's, I, a, yeah, yeah. it's a, a factual it's a factual book, uh, mm. sort of memoir. Mm, yeah, as, I was going to say it it's of a real of a real person of in a, that of a real situation, and they, were, they and it was filmed of putting you know similar people in fictionalized situations that they're actually very familiar with. Yeah, and in that way, you got a real sense of that they were real people. But if I could talk about one sequence in particular, and again, I've, I said it before, the sparrow sequence, where um, I forget the name of the, the the character who who you know sort of says to Fern, you know, I've you know I've I've got cancer, I've got seven months, and you know I'll head back up to Alaska, and you know maybe we'll see each other again, maybe we won't, and it was just that acceptance of you know maybe I'll see them again, maybe I won't, but you yeah. know I'll I'll always remember, and and it, and it's it was as you said acceptance, but the when she's talking and she's you can see her and and and. You know the actor herself. You know she's she's an old lady, but she has a real. I know it sounds weird to say but she's very she's very symmetrical, very quite like like a very beautiful elderly woman yeah, who's just yeah. who you know who's 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 
clearly had a had a in our eyes a, a tough life but actually in her eyes she's had a wonderful life and yeah. she, actually you can see it in her face and she, the way she tells that story and stuff and obviously a lot of that comes from the acting and the direction which we talked about but that caught the two of us completely off guard Definitely. i mean the two of us were welling up like it was just it was it was it was beautiful um so yeah i i i can see why this one best picture yeah. i would you have given it to a different movie I would need to watch Judas and the Black Messiah, right. um, Minari and the Father. I think yep. from what I've heard and what I've seen, Judas and the Black Messiah might have been the other one. Um, yeah. But from the ones that I have seen, I mean, I don't think Sound of Metal or... Maybe Chicago 7, actually. Maybe Chicago 7. Really? Maybe Chicago 7, yeah. I yeah. see. The more, the more I've dwelled on that, on Trial of Chicago 7, because I really, really loved it. The more I've dwelt on it, I'm like, I don't think that is the best picture. Really, I think I think the script is outstanding, and I think mm. it's got a, it's got really important themes and all that yep. sort of stuff. But I think on a fundamental level, Aaron Sorkin should not be directing his own scripts. I think yeah. other people should be directing Aaron Sorkin's scripts. I think, and I the, think um... it hasn't it hasn't uh, lasted with me as well as I thought it would. But I don't think Promising Young would have won it or Mank. No, no, I don't either. So I, so I think I'm, Nomadland's the right winner. I think Nomadland's the right winner, but I I do think there's a world where it it wouldn't have even been nominated. I think looking at this movie, I can imagine this being a movie that does the festival circuit, yeah, and that critics rave about, but the but the mass audiences would don't it, yeah, it would yeah, never yeah. see the light of day with with mass audiences, and I I feel like the oscars have done a really good job of giving chloe Zhao that platform and mm. whether and whether or not that's because they're looking for more representation in the oscars or because as we're about to talk about she's directing a big marvel property yep. so they're propping propping her up there or for whatever other reason this movie has been given a platform and because of that platform it has done exceptionally exceptionally well so i yeah, kind of applaud yeah. the academy for that frankly and we move on to the big talking points of the ceremony which were best actress in a leading role and mm. best actor in a leading role and mm. typically because you might have been wondering, listeners, did I miss the Best Actor nominee? They've already done Best Picture. What's going on here? So, this is the big thing. The production of the Oscar ceremony put the acting categories, the leading acting categories, right at the end. Which is not how it's usually done. It's usually Best Picture at the end. Because, yep. you know, it's, this is the best movie of the year. Which means it's the last category. Yeah. Ta-da. Yep. Yep. Which totally makes sense. Now... The whole ceremony felt like it was leading up to these categories because they were saying Viola Davis is going to win it, mm -hmm. and then Chadwick Boseman's going to win it, and it's going to be a huge celebration for great black actors and also a, a great posthumous win for Chadwick Boseman. Spoiler alert, neither of those things happened. No. Frances McDormand won Actress in a Leading Role, which right off the bat gonna say it's a deserved performance she she was really really great i think you could have gone with viola davis i would have i don't I, think I, th I thought she was better i thought it was a slightly you know if i'm being binary i thought it was better but right. not by much yeah but i mean the, the performance of francis mcdormand is definitely worthy of recognition 
worthy of recognition and obviously has won. I I just think in the time that we had Viola Davis on screen, the range of the range of emotion, the range of storytelling, and the ability yeah. to be the the ability to be the center of all things that gravitated around her, compared to the you know Fern in in, in Nomadland. I just think that the effect yeah. and the small time frame was far more effective. Yeah, but... it's to- it's totally fair. And I think if I hadn't just w- finished watching Nomadland. I would probably say that I would have chosen Viola Davis as well. In fact, I would probably now say that I would have chosen mm. Viola Davis as well. But that's not to say that I think that Frances McDormand is undeserving because I think she's fantastic. I, I just think there wasn't as much drama on display for it from the from the Frances McDormand. I just think in in previous, you know, p- p- I think she was. I think her her acting ability was far better tested in Three Billboards, as an example, right? Yeah. Th- than than this. And all that Nomadland made me want to do was watch Three Billboards. Huh, like, that's all it made me want to do. Um, and we kept talking about Three Billboards as we were watching this. It's an incredible movie. It is an incredible movie. Oh, I mean, the, the Oscars is littered with, with those examples of actors that win for roles that were clearly not their best. One of the big yeah. things is... Uh, I think Martin Cor- Martin Scorsese winning directing for like was it The Departed he won he won directing for whereas that's clearly not the best Martin Scorsese no, movie no no and that that's like one of the biggest some people really love that movie but it's very course, clearly yeah, not yeah, his yeah, best yeah, yeah. Um, and the big and then the big snub and the big anticlimax of the evening was Anthony Hopkins winning best actor in a leading role over the presumed frontrunners chadwick boseman and riz ahmed because we were mm-hmm. waxing lyrical about both those things now granted we've not seen the father but you do get the sense that the academy assumed that chadwick boseman was gonna win right right and to the extent that anthony hopkins wasn't even available to accept their award i mean it was yeah. four o'clock it was four o'clock in the morning and he's a million years old so you know fine whatever mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know don't change the the order of the categories to end with a category that like you've got to be damn sure yeah that chadwick boseman's gonna win it in order to give yourself kind of like that parade yeah as it were. and it just ended the night with such like a such an anti-climax yeah because obviously chadwick boseman cleaned up at all the other yeah golden globes and all these yeah yeah, all the other ones and i'm not entirely sure how the voting for the oscars work but i've heard rumblings that because it was like a a split vote between chadwick boseman and riz ahmed that actually like the third choice ends up slipping through when no way really i don't know exactly the mathematics of how it works but like you get when you get like various point systems in things like that when you get like a split vote actually your top two end up don't winning and it's the third one that just creeps through because it's everyone's third choice yeah you're subverted interesting uh, as as opposed to everyone's first choice being two completely different things interesting so it's very very interesting interesting. and i've heard really good things about anthony hopkins performance but i've also heard that it's a little bit hammy and over the top Mm. um from other from other critics but i've heard we'll it's, to... yeah the word the word like very theatrical is what i've heard very theatrical yeah. i've heard and, and... i've heard chewing the scenery mm. um mentioned a couple of times mm-hmm. but 
I mean, again, a bit disappointing that Chadwick didn't win it, but um, yeah. Well, there we have it. That is the quick run through of the Oscars 2021. Um, I mean, I guess just really coming back to the point, this obviously it's a ceremony. It's it doesn't mean anything. Any of this stuff, no, like it's it's really it's, it's 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 like it's our equivalent of our employee of the month. You know, if we're, yeah. if we're really getting into it, but. The politics that has crept into this ceremony over the last couple of years has been really quite earth shattering, I think. And for people who really take this sort of stuff, you know, as seriously as we do, we really quite enjoy it. It gives a quite a lot of direction and talking points and actually really reinforms the art that is available to us. Yeah. And I I must admit, I as a as a as a warning, I don't think the typical trajectory of these type of awards ceremonies is trending in the right direction for a lot of stuff. I think there's the controversy that boils over for a large part of this is is moving in a pretty unsat an unsatisfying way for me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um and I and I think you know if you look back to previous Oscars and previous years and stuff, you know the the, the movies that stand the test of times by and large are the ones that are winning best pictures and stuff. Yeah. I can't tell you the last best picture that has really that that has won in the past. I don't think Nomadland's going to really stand the test of time. I think it's going to slip into obscurity. Um much like another, you know, in the previous maybe Parasite is one that 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 you know, I think is going to keep its head yeah. just above the water, but it's it's the way with these things, isn't it? I think there's there's Oscar movies and then there's good movies. And yeah. we you know, we chatted about this and I think our conversation keeps circling back round, which is the animated conversation we had the other week of, you know, like why are typically audience pleasers good movies starting to slowly remove themselves from this and the separation between the common person watching the movies and the the, the actual academy voting for them is that that divide has never been bigger. Yeah. Um so as a summary and you know the separation obviously with covid and stuff being being obviously amplifying it as a summary i'm not i'm kind of just done with these things if i'm really honest and yeah. i think we've said this for, I mean, for a I while i don't know i mean I, I i my my big takeaway from this year's oscars was actually that on balance it was better than a lot of previous the other Oscars years. Yeah, in yeah, previous yeah. years right up until the end right up until the Oscars. and the only reason that that we're talking about those last acting categories is because they literally put it at the end of the show because they assumed it was going to go a certain way. Yep. And that's why we're talking about it. If if these categories were in their usual place in the show, I think we'd be sitting here going, okay, some of us might have chose a little bit differently, but that was that's always going to happen. But mm, more mm. in but by and large, I don't think we could say that anybody won that didn't deserve to win. It's not it's not La La Land and Moonlight. Yeah, level, levels yeah. of ridiculousness. If you remember yeah, that. Yeah. Here. Yes. Yes. Well, there we are. Crash. My yeah. God. Jesus. Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> They're everywhere. Moving forward? Yeah, let's move. Now, we sound a little different again because we for for the second or third time in a row we've done moving forward recorded at a different time. Absolutely. Of course, this is this is just so that we can get the freshest of takes. We record the moving forward section minutes before we release so that the second you hear it it's it's as fresh as it can be. 
It's hot, hot, <laughs> hot off the press. It's nothing to do with the fact that you had to go away and teach or anything no, 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 like that. It's nothing to do. Nothing to it's, do it's with. It's always you know, to do with you guys. You are at the start of this. Or income yeah. or anything like that. Money, no, 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 no. wages, you know, things like that. I think I've got to eat. Yeah. Ugh, mm-hmm, you know, get mm-hmm. it so you can survive. Pay, paying rent. Paying exactly. Rent. Paying rent yeah. so you can li- so you can so you can exist. Yeah, that's the God. one. Because all because all we are is you know. Our worth is our money and our eating, and then, yeah. and then shitting it out, and that's that's all Absolutely. it is. Circle of life, circle C- of life. Circle that of is, life, yeah, yeah. And and that and the Misfits trailer, of course. That and the Misfits trailer. My <laughs> word. Now this was an interesting one because, in in a bit of a role reversal, I was the one that told you about this trailer. Yeah, usually it's you me usually sending you usually the tell me about trailers, but I told I sent you this one. What did you think, uh, Alex? This trailer. Looks like it was created by a man who's just stepped out of a time machine from the year 2000. Because this trailer looks non-stop action-packed, and right. it looks it. This trailer. But you say that it like looks, it's a negative. Oh, it thing. looks amazing. It looks. It makes me just want to put on my 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 baggy jeans and my polo shirt, pull the collar up, put on some Oakley shades, spike up my hair at the front, Absolutely. bit of Lynx Africa. This is oh, awesome. This is this trailer is seriously cool, man. Cool yeah. with a K. It's off. It's off the fucking chain. It's 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 so awesome, and everything, and a quick turn to camera. Well, we're gonna have to have a smarmy response from Piers. Bro- Piers Brosnan looks like he looks like he's doing this for a bet. I think he's Absolutely. doing this for a bet. It's ridiculous. <laughs> What's the plot of this shithole again? <laughs> I believe it's probably an amalgamation of Expendables, Oceans. 12 right <laughs> okay specifically yeah. oceans 12 and any of the newer fast and furious movies right yeah it, it, well i did think fast and complete, furious complete with a british villain played by tim tim roth. roth he's a good villain though the star power tim roth you can't imagine well, yeah i mean none of these none of these movies can be accused of not having <laughs> star power you can't can imagine though that pierce brosnan was the first choice for that role or maybe he was. I mean, nah, it's like I don't know. I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of time for Pierce Brosnan. Did you I not just he, watch this? And, did you not just watch this and go, "Ah, this is just another Bond film. This is your never say no, never no, no. again." <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, what I thought when I saw this trailer was that is the most like marketable cookie cutter yeah. action yeah. movie that is the product of about 10 movies that were made in the last five years that I've ever seen. Well, I'll go one stage further, Alex. Remember last week we talked about the times we've ever been sucked into fake trailers. This this is the real version. It's, it's trailers like this, which is why we fall for fake trailers. And I remember especially saying I've fallen for a fake James Bond trailer in the past. This yeah, looks absolutely. like a fake James no, Bond trailer. I, genuinely, I... I th- it kind of raced through my head. I was like, "Is this a joke? Is is this a is this an April Fool's yeah, or something like that? Did they, release, did they release this on the wrong first of the month or something?" But we'll, we'll go and see this, though, won't we? Oh, I yeah, we'll definitely go and definitely. see it. Yeah. I want some big ass explosions <laughs> on screen. I want to see cars jumping between skyscrapers. I really and... hope the Misfit Misfits reopens and resaves cinema because Tenet member remember Tenet saved cinemas last year, so they were all that's yeah, them yeah. saved. What we needed at the second wave was an aging Pierce Brosnan. Mm, the little yeah. did we know that's what we needed. 
Absolutely. We did get an aging Pierce Brosnan last year with a extremely questionable Icelandic accent in my favourite movie of the year, Eurovision Song oh, we're Contest. we're back at it again, yeah. I mean, for I you, it's been seconds, but for us, it's been 24 hours. And Alex, you're keeping up your habit of talking about Eurovision every single day. Well, for that's a a bit just because it's a bloody fantastic movie, mate. So you, but you, you've been sponsored to talk about Eurovision every single day for the rest of the year. How much money have you raised so far? Oh, just to bring uh, that into conversation. Just, just, just to bring I, it into conversation. I, 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 think the t- I think the technical term is <laughs> truckloads <laughs> that's, that's it that's it so, dumpster truck just, just for money. just for con just for context listeners alex is being sponsored to randomly bring up the the film eurovision into every single conversation um for every single day for the rest of 2021 absolutely <laughs> in, in... be prepared world <laughs> Imagine that. Speaking oh, of speaking of uh, of trailers, mate, uh, I've pushed the Luca trailer over to you. Absolutely, the it, second Luca trailer. It's uh, it's looking wonderful, and the the colours are popping. The accents are American. It's just uh, oh, <laughs> American God. Italian. I, it, it's it, it's American until they have to say something stereotypically italian yeah and exactly then, and then, and then all it's of italian it's italian and i wonder how many of them will sound like new york italian do you, th- do you think this might get a bit of backlash for that i was thinking it as i was I watching know. i'm like can I mean, you really get away with this sort of stuff anymore i mean obviously there's a huge movement at the moment um i, I can't remember who it was specifically i think it was An- angelina jolie or someone who's specifically sort of saying things like you know if you want a trans if, the, if your if your character's um, a trans character, cast a trans actor. Don't yeah. don't you know? And and then you disseminate that down to other roles. LGBTQ is another example. Don't yeah. don't cast someone who you know that, that the point of the representation is for people to actually be represented and get yeah, the opportunity to, yeah, yeah, to represent. Yeah. And I mean, whilst this obviously isn't quite as political, I guess it's similar story. In that if you're going to tell an Italian story. You want representation? Yeah. Get some Italian actors in there, and you know, I, I don't know. I mean, is that is that wrong of me? I just I, no, part not of really. Me I mean, after that's all, it's going to happen. But there's going to be a bit of backlash. All, um, you know, Brave was all Scottish. Exactly. Absolutely. Brave was all Scottish. Although to be fair, that didn't stop the Americans thinking that it was Irish. To be fair. Oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so, that's fair so enough. So I think in this time they're like, why bother? Well, why, why bother? They're going to get it wrong. They're going to think they're Greek. But Wolf Walkers <laughs> was a wonderful, uh, a wonderful Scottish film. So you know, I can understand oh, yeah, why it's the, they don't mix the two up. It's actually very interesting that you brought up Wolf Walkers, actually, because mm-hmm. I was talking to my sister about Luca. Right. She was saying that it looked to have a very, very similar plot to one of the earlier movies of that. Uh, animation studio that made wolf walkers song ah, of the sea because that's the all sea. about kelpies that because that's all about kelpies oh very good the which uh, for the listeners that don't know kelpie is a celtic sort of mythical creature yes is it not that, a seahorse but not a seahorse like a horse yeah. of the sea like like yeah kind of like the equivalent of a centaur if it had the legs of a yeah. man and the top half of a horse yeah 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 sort like, of like the equivalent yeah, you know, the an other aquatic way centaur <laughs> an aquatic, say that. no but say, an aquatic negative centaur like i said <laughs> okay. head of a head of a horse body and torso of a man right okay. that's, that's what it is that's not gonna give me nightmares and, at all yeah a horrendous thing it's constantly screaming as well the kelpie constantly screaming yeah doesn't no, but, stop my, but my sister was was suggesting that because she watched the trailer for Luca, that it looked to be fairly similar 
plot points actually yeah well i'm sure it's just a copy and paste and it'll win the oscar so you know probably probably and we saw a song of the sea (laughs) and we thought we're pixar so we get auto wins but it's even worse isn't it because for for tom because because some of the song of the sea didn't obviously win the oscar that year will fork is not one because it lost out to to pixar so yeah. it'll probably just continue this way until i don't know until the, the yeah. end of time i do want to reiterate though that i um, and i did say it earlier that i do think soul deserved to win yeah yeah you did, say, you did say i did yeah, say yeah, that yeah, you did say it yeah, yeah you did i thought you were going to reiterate more about eurovision oh no <laughs> absolutely absolutely um any other news? I mean, I know we wanted to talk a little bit around up on the Eternals because we, we oh, yeah, mentioned absolutely. it before. Well, it's um, just the you know, since Chloe Zhao's in the in, in the news yes. at the moment for obviously She cannot do any wrong. She Alex. cannot do any wrong. And basically after the Oscars happened, Kevin Feige, the executive producer of the marvel franchise just you know, just big... to interrupt people yeah, love people love the way you say kevin feige by the way really yeah people do they've got a few people say, well, how how do I say it you're like kevin feige it's like feige. it's like it's like you're afraid afraid to say the g well I, i've heard well i've heard lots of different things I, it's a fairly soft g I've ah heard. okay excellent feige. <laughs> feige. feige feige kevin feige yeah kevin, kevin feige. feige feige but yeah he was waxing lyrical about mm. Chloe Jazz, but he will also give a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as what we might expect mm-hmm. from the Eternals. Because obviously, if you look at the cast of the Eternals, and I, I had to actually Google this to really know because, again, I'm a bit of a Marvel comic book layman, mm. so I had to really Google who the Eternals were and what they kind of said. And these are these are godlike cosmic beings. Like this is not the human element story at all and obviously chloe zhao there therefore feels like a very interesting choice for that subject matter because a lot of her movies in nomad land really hammered this home Mm. really showcased her talents as somebody who could really really capture the natural beauty of not only the land but its people as well and like really introduced like the human element and the really really personable story and Kevin Feige was really, really laying into the fact that that's what she was bringing to this, this huge sci-fi effects-heavy world, like sure. to make it tangible and beautiful and relatable. And I was mm. like, oh well, I mean, if you can get that mm. on that platform, then that's probably something pretty special. And to have the chief For of sure. tech sort of you know doubling down on that you know yeah months and months before release you know they've still got quite a lot of post-production to do i'm i'm assuming i don't know it might it, it might be mostly done i don't know let but, me just find out i mean where we're at with it because i'm so excited for this movie i mean the more yeah. i see about it the more i'm like this is going to be so like this is going to elevate the mcu i mean that that is really what yeah, we're, what we're obviously, doing we're getting we're seeing lots of articles saying that it's really gonna you know change the game apparently and, uh, they've not done much green screen either i mean K- kamal nanjiani's gone on record to be like amazed as to how many practical effects they've used yeah do you do you know at all if the cinematographer for eternals is her husband who did the cinematography for that they're like a filmmaking duo. Sure. So he he did the cinematography. It's for Ben. It's Ben, da- it's Ben Davis, unfortunately, who's done it for this. All oh, right. So okay. I don't, so I don't the, think it's the so same. The double one. Team, that would have been, See, that would have been nice. But, 
But ironically, nice. Ben Davis was the cinematographer for Three Billboards. <laughs> so, oh right, okay. Yeah. So a bit of a bit of an odd one there, but yeah, no, it's uh, so so. And and just to be just to be totally clear, I think Ben Davis has been the one who has done the cinematography for a large. I think we were talking a little bit about the the Marvel cinematography last time, because yeah. Ben Davis is the one who typically has done the cinematography for quite a lot of the Marvel movies to date. Yeah. Um, but it's actually Bill Pope who's taking over for Shang Chi. Okay. Uh, which is why the Shang Chi trailer looked a little bit different. It looked more your kind of like Scott Scott Pilgrim esque, whereas right, the, the 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 Eternals one, yeah, is back to the more traditional sort of Marvel esque look of of uh, you know that kind of almost grayscaleish sort of stuff that you yeah kind of, kind of. I mean, I don't know if um, well, I mean, no, I I kind of think that the Marvel movies are more kind of like hyper colorful. Mm. No, um, so I mean, I, I guess like more specific. So. Sorry, yeah, you you're right. There is two. Sorry, so it's Ben Davis who does the more colorful ones. He's done the Guardians, the, the Ragnaroks, Doctor right, Strange, okay, Captain cool. Marvel. But it's uh it's another chap who does. In fact, actually, whilst I'm on the subject of it, let me just bring it up because it is a really interesting talking point because the cinematography does slightly change throughout. Um, yeah, so it it's does. Tra- I mean, it's Trent Olpash who does the who does like your Civil Wars and your original Captain Americas. He was one who also did like he's from like that. He did worked with Neil Blomkamp for a while. So like right, District okay. 9's Elysiums and things like that. So that's why like District 9 and like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, almost have this, like they could be in the same universe. Does that, I know that sounds weird yeah, yeah, to yeah. say out loud. No, 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 absolutely. No, um, Winter Soldier definitely has a certain grit and realism about yeah. it. it. It's taken, it, it takes the sheen off it a fair bit. And sure, I really, really sure. like that. But I'm really looking forward to the Eternals to see like one, if there's not a huge amount of green screen, how they're going to get that on practical effects. And mm. two, I'd really love to see Chloe Zhao's like personality come through in the movie, because I feel like a lot of the stronger MCU movies of late have been the ones that have been more part, more representative of the filmmaker style. And I'm, yeah. I'm very specifically thinking of Taika Waititi. Yes. In, yeah. 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 In, in Ragnarok, because apart from that, and James Gunn, James Gunn's Guardian of the Galaxy movies. I'd say a lot of them, even though there are a lot of other really fine entries, I don't think you could say have real directors kind of signature on them. Even mm. the even the Russo brothers. Yeah. Even that's the a good Russo point. brothers, yeah. because they did a fantastic job. They 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 really did a, an absolutely astonishing job on every movie that they went that they went in on, but it, I kind of get the feeling that they're like contractors. Yeah, you know, they, well, that's they did, it. You, they, they did yeah. the job and they built the house really really bloody well, but you uh-huh. can really tell that it was them that built it. Between you know Kevin, I mean? between Kevin Feige, Joss Whedon, and the Russo brothers, they kind of blend together. They almost kind lean of, on yeah. each other, and that's and so I totally see your point. Just on the Eternals as well. Just the last point I would say is there's other things apart about this that I'm I'm just so excited to see. You know, like some of the casting, and obviously the casting is incredible. Your Angelina Jolie's, you got your Richard Manns, you got your Kit Harringtons, your Salma Hayek's. You know, yeah. they're, they're is obviously there, the, is there the more ones. than one Kim, Kit Harrington? Kamal Nanjiani. Kit Harrington's yeah there's multiple of them actually appearing in this there's three people that are three actors that I am looking at on this cast list and I'm so excited to see them so Barry Keegan so Keoghan or Keegan I think it is pronounced who plays Druig so he is he plays um if you've seen Dunkirk he plays George in Dunkirk you know the wee oh, boy right. yeah, yeah, yeah. he is a very very 
almost mystical sort of um He's got a mystical kind of look about him. If you've seen uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty harrowing movie. But he's it's got in a harrowing that. title. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty... He, he's very good in that. So I'm excited to see him. I believe he's going to be a... I mean, he looks like a villain. I believe he's going to be a villain. Um, Gemma Chan as well. So really excited. Kevin Feige's also doubled down on her, just how wonderful she is. I think, you know, breaking out from Crazy Rich Asians. Um, but she's playing Cersei, who I believe is, you know, one of the, one of the leading roles, if not the lead role, I think, yeah. in the internals. Yeah. Um, and finally, who's more in a supporting role, but only because I've seen one of the, the Korean films recently, is Ma Dong Siuk. So he is playing Gilgamesh, but he, um, Ma Dong, is, is basically in an amazing, amazing zombie horror movie um, that, that was released. I think it was released in 20, it was 2016 now, but they're doing a sequel called Train to Busan, which is a South Korean horror movie, which right. is unbelievable like it is such a good movie like as a horror movie it's 7.6 on imdb like it's amazing it's so good anyway cannot wait all of these people from all these different movies and different things coming together it's gonna be such a great like potluck film i think it's probably the one that i'm looking forward to the most now if i'm being honest yeah it's gonna be so cool a trailer's gotta be soon mate it's gotta be soon oh gotta gotta be soon And and i suspect it's going to be a spectacular trailer Oh, very, very good. Well, I, until I then, that. what do they well, have no, no, to no. do? I've got oh, something else. Oh, for fuck. Right, I know, okay, go right. On, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump go on, the gun, go on, why go on, don't you? Go on. Do you go want on. some Justice League news? Yeah, go for it, mate. Go for uh, it. Because you, you thought we were done with Justice League Justice news. League, yes, yeah. Right. Warner Brothers have released another Justice League trailer. What? For a 4K release of the Whedon Cut. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you talking about... Are you serious? I'm, I'm not pulling your leg. They actually Why? did this. Because... Oh, my apparently God. Apparently, they're just so tone deaf. Like, is that not the most tone deaf thing you've ever heard in your life? But, but what are they going to gain from this? Do you think people genuinely. are going to... Genuinely. They are, genuinely, they're, it, they, I think what they're. I think what they're doing... I think their now market is just hoping to catch confused single parents whose yeah. kids like don't want to be with them but they're like all we want to do dad is just watch the new just you're like well here's the just here you are here. maybe this will this will make you happy your mum will come back to me <laughs> and they put it on like that is their now market that is who they're marking no, but confused single parents who are have a, the last ditch effort to try and put something on to yeah. entertain their but children not only not only <laughs> Have they released a trailer for a 4K Blu-ray release of the Joss Whedon Justice League? Is this something to do with the mustache gate? No, 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 no. no. Right. So I've I've re-seen some photos of that This is now in the kind of rumor sphere, but Mm -hmm. it's like heavily rumored to the point that it's widely accepted as as fact at this point. That Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers, after releasing the Snyder Cut on HBO, have introduced a gag order for all Warner Brothers employees not to talk about the Snyderverse. Go fuck yourself. So, so talking about the Snyderverse to anyone like outside the company or even like amongst themselves is like a fireable offense now. Holy shit. That is mad. I mean... But that's not just talking. That's like that's tweeting. Like that'll be, that's <laughs> texting. That's it. That's mad. Right. Genuinely, there's like a gag order on... on the Snyderverse yeah, and yeah. a 4K release of the Whedon cut. <laughs> That's wonderful. I mean, it's hilarious, isn't it? I mean, it yeah. is absolutely hilarious. Well, you actually sit back and you look at that and you go, like a month after everyone received the 
the Snyder cut of Justice League yeah, like yeah. so well, like because it it did numbers a yeah, for a, a yeah. four hour movie that's really very very niche that yeah. did numbers, and then a month yeah. later they were like, well that 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 was fun, that was interesting, it was a good experiment, right? Let's get crack on with the four K release but of they, the but real version. Were, but they what? weren't plan- But the mad thing is, right? In no universe can you tell me that they were always that they were going to do that four K release regardless of the just the Zack Snyder. But surely that's exactly what they were planning. And they just that's the point. That's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. Is that is that they weren't gonna do it and like like Joss Whedon's Justice League would have that's it done finished. If there was no Zack Snyder cut, they've only done this 4K in retaliation. They've only done it in retaliation. Yeah. There was no there was no long term plan to release that in 2021. <laughs> it's just laughable. It really is because if we're nuts. talking quality of movies and like audience reception and all that, the the Zack Snyder cut, the the Snyder cut of Justice League should have absolutely murdered and buried the the Whedon cut. Yeah, but, but apparently no, not. It's got new n- life in 4K. N- <laughs> notice how they're not like. Infinity War and Endgame aren't getting all this treatment. Like it's like cool, it's out there. Go and see if you want to. Like it's as good as we want. They're finished. Pro- like it blows my mind. Ah, to be honest, they probably will be, won't there one day? No, no, they're they they're they've got four K editions. Oh really? Do you think yeah. there'll be a? Do you think there'll be a, an equivalent of the Lord of the Rings with all the, the oh no? There's, there's one stuff? coming out this summer, and I'm getting oh, it. Oh really? And I'm getting it, and I don't care how expensive it is because oh, it's going to wow. be in a really beautiful box, and it's going to be a. And it's gonna have all six movies extended in 4K with like loads of special features inside, and it's gonna make me all, very all six happy. Of the actual Avenger movies? No, Lord of the Rings. Oh fuck me! I thought we were talking about the Avengers. No, you brought bananas. up Lord of the Rings. You said yeah, I know, and I was talking about the Avengers. What do they have to do now, Alex? Right, you need to go <laughs> onto the Apple, Apple Podcasts app, find us on there, give us a cheeky little five star rating, and perchance a review. It's got to be cheeky. Perchance a review. A review can be cheeky as well. If you don't want to give us a review, you can tell us your favorite movie. You can tell us your favorite soundtrack. Yes. We love to see all of it. You can also find us on loads and loads of other platforms where you like to listen to your podcasts. Mm. If you want to get more directly in touch, as many of you have with mm-hmm. the podcast, we have an email address. That is at motionspod at gmail.com. We're also on the gram, so please join us for any of the fun conversations that we're kicking off on there. And thank you once again to KTC Graphics Designs for our wonderful artwork. Alex, next week, normal TV will resume. Right. The, the service is back. Everything's over. The no, the procedures, the, the festivities is back over. You know, and I, we've done a lot of highbrow shit recently. We've done a lot of highbrow shit. Do you want to do shit. something dumb? Let's do something stupid, dumb, silly. Something that something that stinks. Potentially something that's a fun ride. Do you have anything on the top here that you want to pronounce right now, or do we do this offline? because uh, we've got a few. We we do. I can. We've we can we've got a few. The email, I've but... got I've got popcorny and relatively <sighs> recent. Does that? Yeah, does that go for it. Let's interest? let's do it. Is it? But it's on the email as well. This one, the one that you're thinking about. Oh, it's not it's on the list. Okay, okay. So no one's emailed. Okay, so this is just you. You're oh, just this completely, is just me. This is, is just that you just ignoring the fans? Is that the, what you oh, want? Yeah, to, that's the message you want to come out. No, yeah. you don't care what they say or what they think. That's what you. Just be clear. That's what you're saying now. You don't care what the fans say. You don't care about anything that they want, and you're just looking for yourself. That's that's right, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they yeah, don't, cool, they, okay, they, cool. they, they, they don't run this podcast. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, my name's on the copy, right? Got it. Nice, it's nice. not even yours. It's all mine. <laughs> it is actually. <laughs> Exactly. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm a contractor. Right. 
You can say no to this. Do you owe me? Uh, no, am I, I like, am I, am I your employee? No, 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 right. You can say no to this. You can say no to this. But how would you feel about two giant monsters beating each other up? Are we doing these, are we? We got it. But I've not watched these. I've not watched any of them. I've got a lot of watching to do. I've got a busy week next week. Uh, can we, can we hold off? Pretty, I, I want to put, I want to put a pin in that because genuinely I've, I can't remember them well enough. And I really want there to be no... One's called King Kong and one's called Godzilla. That's all you need to know about. What I want is for none of them to have any interesting music whatsoever. And we just have have monsters beating each other up and doing cool shit for a couple of weeks. That's just just what makes me happy. I promise you, we'll do something different next week, week, but I promise you we will do that pretty soon. But until then, thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you again very soon. Bye now. All right, guys. Ta-ta.